chapter fourteen of a popular history of the art of music from the earliest times until the present by w s b matthews this librivox recording is in the public domain polyphonic schools of italy palestrina italy in the fifteenth century was in a highly prosperous condition the great commercial cities had a profitable commerce with all parts of the then known world and great public works had been under way for more than two centuries the beginning of the renaissance was marked by the great cathedrals of which st mark's at venice was a little earlier than pisa siena florence and milan all these were built before thirteen hundred vast public works were undertaken in all parts of the country such as the canal that supplied milan with water and irrigated a large part of the plain of lombardy the great sea-wall of genoa roads bridges municipal buildings fortresses and the like by the beginning of the sixteenth century the art of painting had reached a very high eminence the master raphael was already at work as was also that remarkable genius leonardo da vinci the most universally gifted artist who ever appeared michelangelo was at work in the sistine chapel and his plans for st peter's were partly being carried out it was in this time that johannes tinctor the netherlandish composer founded a music school at naples the school itself was short-lived but it was presently succeeded by four others of a different kind which eventually produced a large number of eminent musicians several of whom will occupy our attention later tinctor's music school appears to have been a private affair those which followed it were charitable institutions taking poor boys from the streets furnishing them with a living the rudiments of an education and musical training enough to make them available in the service of the church the founding of these schools took place some time later than the period under immediate discussion santa maria di loreto was founded in fifteen thirty five by a poor artisan of the name of francisco who received in his house orphans of both sexes and caused them to be fed and clothed and instructed in music he was assisted by donations from the rich and presently a priest named giovanni da tapia undertook to raise a permanent endowment by begging alms from house to house at the end of nine years he had accomplished his task the building was called the conservatorio and in fifteen thirty six received certain government allowances the pupils reached the number of eight hundred and among the illustrious musicians produced by this school were alessandro scarlatti durante porpora traietta zacchini guglielmi and many more the second school of this kind organized was that of san onofrio a capuana in fifteen seventy six it received one hundred twenty orphans who were instructed in religion and music in seventeen ninety seven the pupils of this school were transferred to santa maria the third school of this kind was that of de poveri di Gesù cristo established in fifteen eighty nine for foundlings in seventeen forty four this conservatory was made into a diocesan seminary 
the fourth of these schools was that of della pieta di turchini which originated about fifteen eighty four quite a number of eminent composers were produced in this school all of these conservatories were consolidated in eighteen o eight as the reale collegio di musica royal college of music the example of naples was followed with more or less rapidity in the other principal italian cities the most important musical centre of italy during this time was venice where adrian villert became musical director in the cathedral of st mark's in fifteen twenty seven here he remained until fifteen sixty two the church of st mark's had already held a prominent position as a musical centre for at least two centuries of the four which it had been in existence the recently published history of the music at st mark's extends back to thirteen eighty from which time to the beginning of the present century there has been a succession of eminent musicians as organists and musical directors there were two organs in this church standing in galleries on opposite sides of the chancel this circumstance had an important influence on the development of music in the cathedral as will hereafter be seen it was in this church according to italian tradition that pedals were first applied to the organ it is probable that these appliances were very rude at first and few in number but they served to supplement the resources of the hands of the organist and enabled him to produce effects not otherwise obtainable the existence of the two choirs and two organs and no doubt the habit of antiphonal singing in the plain song of the church led villers to invent double choruses and finally to divide his choir into three or more parts villers is regarded by many as the founder of the madrigal of which there is more to be said presently he was also the teacher of two very eminent musicians who succeeded him in his position at st mark's sarlino and cyprian's de rore to go on with the story of st mark's from this point the most important successor of villette was josefo sarlino who spent his youth in studying for the church and was admitted to minor orders in fifteen thirty nine and ordained deacon in fifteen forty one he was a proficient scholar in greek and hebrew in mathematics astronomy and chemistry after studying for some years with villert he was elected in fifteen fifty five first maestro di capella at st mark's in this position his services were required not alone as director of music in the church but also as a servant of the republic and it was his duty to compose or arrange music for all of the public festivals after the battle of lepanto october seventh fifteen seventy one zarlino was appointed to celebrate the victory with appropriate music when henry the third visited venice in fifteen seventy four he was greeted by music by zarlino this same composer is also credited with having composed a dramatic piece called orfeo which was performed with great splendor in the larger council chamber 
again in fifteen seventy seven zarlino was commissioned to compose a mass for the commemoration of the terrible plague which devastated italy and carried off titian among other great men his ecclesiastical standing was so good that in fifteen eighty three he was elected bishop but his accession to the see was so strongly opposed by the doge and the senate that he consented to retain the appointment of st mark's where he remained until his death in 1590 sarlino was very famous as a composer in his own day but few of his works have come down to us he is best known by certain works of his on harmony and the theory of music of which the most important was the institutioni armonice venice fifteen fifty eight and his demonstrazioni armonice venice fifteen seventy one sarlino's distinction rests upon his having restored the true tuning of the tetrachord to that of eight to nine nine to ten fifteen to sixteen as opposed to the pythagorean tuning of nine to eight nine to eight two hundred fifty six to two hundred forty three he was the most important scientific authority in the music of the new epoch his discoveries in harmony were afterward supplemented by those of tartini almost two centuries later among other strong points of sarlino was his demonstration of equal temperament which came into general use about one hundred years later cipriano de rore whose name was mentioned above in connection with st mark's held a position as master in that eminent cathedral only one year his tenure of office falling between the death of villert and the appointment of sarlino he was a very prolific composer of motets and madrigals and after resigning his position at st mark's went to the court of parma where he died at the age of forty-nine the later eminent masters holding positions in this church will come into view in the next book in connection with the opera for monteverdi was director of the music here during the greater part of his career as a dramatic composer the most eminent development of the polyphonic school and at the same time the dawn of a better era in church music took place in rome where the influence of the netherlandish composer is noticeable claude goudimel whose name appears in the table of the netherlandish school in the preceding chapter opened a music school in rome in the early part of the sixteenth century and among his pupils was the name of palestrina goudimel's residence in rome was not very long he afterward returned to paris and in some way was connected with calvin in preparing psalm books for the calvinists he was killed finally at lyons in the massacre of st bartholomew august twenty fourth fifteen seventy two the culmination of the contrapuntal school and the dawn of the new era in church music came about through the labors of the pupil of goudimel the great palestrina this master whose name was giovanni pierluigi english john peter lewis was born of humble parents at palestrina a small town in the vicinity of rome the date is uncertain but it was probably about fifteen twenty 
as early as fifteen forty he came to rome to study music where he made so good progress that in fifteen fifty one he was appointed musical director at the julian chapel in the vatican he then commenced the publication of a series of remarkable musical works the first of which were in the style prevalent in his day there was much learning of every sort all the devices of polyphony were freely and luxuriantly employed but along with them were other passages of true expression the dedication of some of these books to the pope secured for him certain small preferments which in his most profitable condition aggregated about thirty scudi a month perhaps equal to twenty dollars of our money on this miserable pittance he supported his wife and four children in fifteen fifty six he was discharged from his place as a pontifical singer on account of his marriage a fact which had been ignored by the pope who appointed him he then held the post of chapel master at the lateran in fifteen sixty one he was transferred to santa maria maggiore where he remained ten years at a monthly salary of sixteen scudi until fifteen seventy one when he was once more elected to his old office of master at the vatican it would take us too long to speak of his various works in detail although his numerous publications during this period demonstrate his claim to mastership of the first order the best of his pieces had already been adopted in the apostolic chapel and his reputation was now greater in italy than that of any other musician but the taste for elaboration in church music had reached a point where reform was imperatively demanded not content with having secular melodies employed as canti fermi in the music sung to the words of the mass the words of these secular songs themselves were often written in and sung by a majority of the singers in the choir only those in the front rows singing the solemn words of the ecclesiastical office the council of trent fifteen forty five to fifteen sixty three commented upon this state of things with great severity and appointed a commission to inquire into the abuse and decide upon a remedy it was contemplated to entirely do away with elaborate music in the church and sing only the gregorian songs a few of the music-loving cardinals succeeded in preventing so sweeping an order and a commission was appointed to take the matter in hand two of the most active of these were cardinals borromeo and vitellozzi the former reported of the singing in the pontifical chapel to the following effect these singers said he counted for their principal glory that when one sings sanctus another sings sabaot and another gloria tua and the whole effect of the music is little more than a confused whirring and snarling more resembling the performance of cats in january than the beautiful flowers of may at the same time palestrina was desired to write a mass in a style suitable for the sacred office too modest to rest the case upon one work he wrote three which were performed with great care at the house of cardinal vitellozzi and all were much admired but the third known as the mass pape marcelli in memory of the pope who had appointed palestrina to one of his positions was recognized as of transcendent excellence it was copied in the collection of 
of the vatican and the pope ordered a special performance of it at the apostolic chapel at the end of it he declared that it must have been some such music as this that the apostles of the apocalypse heard sung by the triumphant hosts of angels in the new jerusalem palestrina continued to write masses motets and other works during the remainder of his life but during the entire time lived in the extremely limited condition already mentioned and was subject to much enmity from jealous singers and composers the most pleasing incident of his later life happened in fifteen seventy five when fifteen hundred singers from his native town came to rome in two confraternities of the crucifix and the sacrament making a solemn entry into the city singing the music of their great townsmen who conducted at their head the long and active life of this great master came to an end january twenty second fifteen ninety four among his greater works are ninety-three masses a very large number of motets forty-five hymns for the whole year sixty-eight offertories and a large number of litanies magnificats and madrigals it is not unlikely that reform in catholic church music had been very largely influenced by the protestant music of germany martin luther fourteen eighty three to fifteen forty six in arranging music for the protestant church invented the chorale and added to the best melodies from the plain song some wonderfully fine ones of his own such as eine feste burg and caused many others to be written by the best composers of the netherlandish school the chorale was the exact opposite of the motet of the netherlands in the chorale all of the voices moved together the same music was invariably sung to the same words whereby an association was created intensifying the effect of the music and the words respectively as examples of palestrina's music are not common i have thought best to allow space for the following from his music for holy week the pieces will produce a much better effect if sung by good voices than when played upon an instrument they are written for the voice tenebre facte sunt by giovanni per luigi da palestrina listen
End of chapter 14